You're listening to the Viral Volley Podcast Podcast. Now here's your host, Rob, on the mic. Everyone, uh, welcome to College Volleyball Weekly, men's top 20 edition. And it's a special edition because there's a wave of new coaches coming into D12 Volleyball, one of which is on the screen, and that's uh, Pepperdine head coach John Winder. Uh, we go way back to the perfect city of Irvana. If you don't know where that's at, look it up. It's Irvine, California, the most perfect city in the world. So, but John, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I'm not sure I feel the same way about Irvana after growing <laughs> up there until I was 18 years old. Malibu is pretty nice when I moved from Irvine to Malibu. So no regrets <laughs> there. <laughs> of course I, I would, I'd feel the same way. I'm sure. <laughs> well, First question, it's more like breaking news, but I happen to be on your social media feed literally minutes before going on to our conversation here. The big news is who won the pickleball tournament? Ooh, uh, a guy on our team from uh, Orange County, Brendan Reed, and our uh, our manager, they beat <laughs> me and our one of our new liberos, Mick Bakos. So I thought I had it in the bag. But my my two or three days of pickleball experience did not get me the championship. Reed took <laughs> it to us. <laughs> Reed's representing Newport Beach, uh, current yeah. hometown where I'm at. So way to go, Brendan Reed. <laughs> yeah, he's the Newport guy, and they uh, they can play some pickleball there. I think his mom, I guess, is and I guess his mom is really good, and she <laughs> takes it to him. So, <laughs> well, he can get an NIL deal on pickleball. Then yeah, how about that? Go. Started yeah. up at Pepperdine. The thing these days. <laughs> Well, let's start off our interview. Uh, first of all, congratulations on um, getting the position there at Pepperdine. I mean, men's volleyball has been growing intensely across the nation. You, there's great talent all over. So, you know, when you've been all over the place, which we'll talk about here, um, you know, as far as men's, women's, your career, and then uh, coming to beach to back to indoor. I mean, there's been a ping pong, but in a good way, because it's given you nothing but experience. So let's start with... Uh, how would you describe your view for our viewers and listeners, your timeline and thought process and leading up to this first position as a D one, two head volleyball coach. Yeah. Just saying just from my little coaching career here, how yep. the coaching career has gone. Yeah. So I think um, when I finished playing, uh, then I started, I kind of like I had surgery and all this stuff. So it took about nine months or so to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And um Ultimately, I came back to Pepperdine actually as an academic coordinator and worked with student athletes. I think uh, for me, the uh, joy has always been in working with young people. And I think college sports is really fun and interesting. And it certainly evolved a ton now and into what it is today with name, image, and likeness and um, all sorts of other things happening right now in, in the NCAA. But certainly for me, the, mentor, the mentoring and those relationships uh, matter a ton. And I, of course, love love the game and, and love volleyball. Um, but certainly kind of like the core kind of that brought me back has always been about student athlete development. Um, and so I started that. And then Marv asked me to coach, uh, coached here for two years as the assistant coach with Marv. And then, um, and then yeah, had to make a little bit more money. And so we'll switch to the women's side and, uh, <laughs> and also the opportunity to work at Washington. Keegan Cook is the head coach there and he's uh, phenomenal. And the program was one of the top you know, three, four programs uh, in the country at the time. And um, so it was a neat opportunity to coach at a high level in the women's women's game. 
and at the same time, the, uh, I was also able to be the head coach of the beach volleyball team there and kind of get that sport up and running. It was really when it first started with the Pac-12. I think I was the head coach there in the inaugural season, maybe the second season of the Pac-12 having beach volleyball. And so that was really fun to kind of be uh, at the forefront of that sport and to help develop it and to help develop that program and uh, certainly learned a ton along the way. Um, and now, you know, that program's going and beach volleyball in general it has really exploded, as you know. And um, yeah, and so did that for a little bit, um, was there for three years and then uh, went to Fresno State where my wife's from and the opportunity to be the head coach there of the women's team was good. And so I did that for four years before coming back uh, here to my alma mater. So um, coached a variety of levels and, and ways and beach and indoor and in men's over time. And so I don't know. Uh, yeah. And, but it's kind of funny because it's, to me, it's funny because it's really how I always was as a player. I, I didn't really learn how to set until a little bit later on, you know, I, I played at Balboa Bay, good club with some great coaches like Travis Turner and, um, John Hawks was my club coach, actually. And uh, he's gonna yeah. hate you for, for basically admitting how old he is. Or revealing. <laughs> he looks the same, though. He looks the same. He's still 25. <laughs> he uh, actually referenced you on his episode. Is that it's right? like, oh, Winder. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, yeah, but and so for me, I always just played volleyball. I was a volleyball player first and foremost. And then as it went, I, I kind of figured out the setting thing. But, um, yeah, definitely. In a lot of ways, coaching has kind of been the same thing. That's there's one element that's always the technical tactical stuff of like the actual sport, but such a huge part of coaching is the interpersonal communication, the team dynamics, the team culture, like all these other things. And so I've had some tremendous experiences um, and perspectives by being with lots of different types of people, lots of different athletes, uh, lots of different kind of cultures. Yeah. Well, I have to say, make one correction because uh, Keegan Cook is a friend of the show. You're still a top program, Keegan. Uh, just yeah. in case you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> still is. He's still a good, good, very dear friend. Yep. Very great. Uh, and then uh, also the beach program, you know, if you started from basically nothing, they are definitely on the rise in the Pac-12. So, you know, great roots all over, not just men's, but women's and beach for you. So it's a great experience for you. Um, I was going to ask you, what was it like going through the process of um, deciding to apply and go through the interview process? Did you solicit family, friends, or peers? Um, what was it like for you? Yeah, uh, probably a little different than, than normal. Uh, being an alumni here, uh, Pepperdine's a private university. They have a little bit of a different process. Uh, I think each university does things differently. Um, and yeah, so just, you know, of course, talking about things with my wife, um, Marv, I've talked to him every week since I was probably 16 years old. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's been a lifelong commitment for me to the university and, uh, and to Marv. And so I think that's always been a, um, you know, a conversation that we've always been having over, like he, he used to ask me to coach when I was a freshman here. And I hmm. think he always thought I would coach uh, one day. And so he was always asking me every summer, every year, am I going to coach his camp? Am I going to coach his club team? Am I going to coach whatever? And uh, right. so it's just always been kind of a conversation that him and I have had for a long time. And um, yeah, and, and the relationship the, that I have with the 
athletic director here uh, has been great uh, over the years and a uh, new president here, Jim Gash is awesome. And he has a VP Tim Perrin that's really, really bright. And so, um, yeah, for me, I think the conversations with the leaders at the university, it was really positive and um, exciting about the sport at our university. And, um, and then, you know, for me with uh, family, I think the men's schedule is really different and I have four mm -hmm. little kids. And, um, so the opportunity to, uh, blend my work and family is a little bit healthier. <laughs> like I, I want to be a great dad and, and I, I right. want to be with my kids. I want to, and I want to be a great coach and I, I want to help our team in this program be at, at a national championship level every year. And that takes a lot of time. And so I think, uh, by being a spring sport, that alone helps tremendously. And um, and so I think for me, uh, yeah, some of these different factors and talking to Keegan and talking to some of my other friends uh, over the years uh, has kind of led led to this po point here. Great. Well, you know, you have the uh, benefit of having an international career as well, but uh, what are some of the key takeaways or learning moments that you had in your international career and the USA uh, volleyball career that you bring to coaching D one two. Yeah, um, everything. I, I don't like it's a part of me, right? Like, there's so many things I've learned uh, along the way from coaching other coaches that I've had uh, internationally and other matches, experiences. Uh, how to be able to work with athletes, just sharing stories of the experiences both in college uh, mm -hmm. here as well as playing for different types of coaches and different types of matches. I mean, the stress of playing in the world championships on like the biggest stage, like I know what that feels like. I, I've been there. I did that, you know, and uh, um, competing to be on the Olympic roster and every summer on the national team and making teams, not making teams. Like there's, there's so much that I think for me and my perspective, the international experience, like I learned a lot and achieved a lot, but I also failed a lot. And so I right. think that goes both ways in terms of now as a coach, being able to empathize and understand when you get benched, <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't get yeah. benched. When I was at Pepperdine. I got benched when I was on the national team though. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it's another level of competitive nature there. And so it's allowed me, I think, to have a better understanding when, um, players don't make, make rosters or teams or whatnot and mm -hmm. are in and out of lineups and, uh, just, yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, and I think part of it with the international stuff has been uh, seeing the game played a lot of different ways. You know, the international mm -hmm. game right now is played at a really high level. And um, so the opportunity to be coached by coaches from Brazil and France and Poland and a lot of different influences that I've just seen the game uh, evolve and, and develop um, across the globe. And so there's certainly a lot of drills and activities and ways that <laughs> each passing and setting and different things. And so, uh, yeah, being able to share that with the athletes has been good. Right. Right. Well, you know, kind of going back to what we were alluding to a little earlier, but, uh, you went from coaching men's to women's to beach to the head coach at a women's position and then back to men's, but what is it about the, the men's side or the Pepperdine uh, position that lured you back into the men's side? Um, I, I, I would not have taken another men's position. I don't think, it, uh, to me, it's about Pepperdine to me. It's about, um, the responsibility I feel to this program, 
to the 53 years of other, you can see like teams over here, I got them all mm -hmm. over the walls in, in this office. And, um, and so it's just, yeah, I mean, 50 years of teams. And I was one of the hundreds of athletes that have played here. And mm -hmm. so I've always felt a deep commitment to the university as a whole, to the mission of the university uh, and to the program and to Marv who's helped build that. And so for me, I just feel like a, um, a steward and that this is not my program. This is Pepperdine Volleyball and I'm a part of it. And it's my responsibility to uh, steward it, guide it, and um, and really yeah, not, not mess it up as Marv would often say, <laughs> and he's still here to make sure that I don't mess it up. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredible place, uh, both the university, uh, the leadership of the university with the president, the athletic director with Marv here, and then there's all the tradition that I love so much. And so um, the way in which we, we teach the things that we value, like it's not a new culture, like it's not David's culture or Marv's culture. It just is the way it is. And it's been that way for 53 years. And, uh, and so it's, it's a really different place in so many ways. And so for me, coming back to the men's side was really about coming to Pepperdine volleyball because I believe so deeply in the place. I was willing wow. to, uh, you know, make changes to, to be here, you know, Wow. Um, now, based on your, your coaching career, what do you see as the key differences in coaching men versus women or the similarities? I know that, that could be a loaded question and it could be a lot, but just the, the key. <laughs> yeah, I think that the one that instantly always comes to my mind when people ask me that question, I, I believe this comes from Hugh McCutcheon, who, of course, has done both and uh, was that guys need to um, bond they need to battle to bond and girls need to bond to battle. So like oftentimes you would spend lots of times having conversations with girls as a team to like get depth and vulnerability and trust and all these like things. And guys, it tends to be like, Hey, let's, let's play volleyball and let's or do something together in terms of just like activities and um, battle together a little bit more. So I think just mm -hmm. what, what brings groups together is probably a little bit different. Um, and of course, some of the, the physicality is a little bit different, um, mm -hmm. you know, but the, the women's game keeps evolving and keeps growing and keeps getting more and more similar to what the guys are doing. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that maybe the, the relationship stuff, the team culture stuff is a little bit different. Um, yeah. And, and beach is different as well too, right. It's, it's mm -hmm. a little bit more individual of a sport. Uh, and that's a, that's a different dynamic as well. Yeah. Well, well, this question that I'm going to ask you uh, actually spurred from an earlier response you had, but I wanted to ask you because, you know, being with the experience that you've had in the game internationally in and your career, but uh, how have you seen the the men's side, I guess, transform since your playing days to today? Like, what is the, the key uh, difference that you're seeing, if any? Um, yeah. I think the serving and passing is a big difference. The uh, speed and strength that people serve with and that it's mm -hmm. required to pass. I think uh, when I played, it was a little bit easier from a serving and passing standpoint, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, the size is still the same. Maybe guys are a little bit more athletic today, but there's still some some scary athletes like George <laughs> Romain or Sean, <laughs> a great athlete. And, and yeah. you know that there's still 
so those elite athletes out there, but, um, yeah. And then maybe the offenses are a little bit quicker now speed of the offense. Certainly the BIC has been a big addition to the, to the sport in the last 10 years or so, uh, kind of a little bit more of that back row play. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, maybe the biggest thing to me, I think about is the serving and passing. Yeah. Some bombers at the service line these days hitting 75 mile an hour plus. So yeah, that's in the D one, two level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So it's it's definitely uh, a little different there with the serving. Yeah. Well, you have this unique opportunity to come back to your alma mater and uh, have your mentor, who is literally a few yards away from Firestone Fieldhouse. If not, he has a security cam inside your office somewhere. So, But he's <laughs> right there on campus. Uh, what does it mean to you have a resource um, such as Pepperdine Volleyball Great and USA Volleyball Legend Marv with, within your within distance? Yeah, no, he's he's in the office every day. Uh, actually, right now he's with the USA women's team. I don't, I, I know they were down two one against Serbia, so I didn't. They lost three one. They lost three one. Okay. I checked Twitter yeah. right before coming on. There you go. So, uh, yeah, he's been with the USA women uh, for the last couple of weeks, but um, mm -hmm. but he's in here every day, and I'm just very grateful that he's here. I think, uh, especially in the transition, uh, it's been great just talking through scheduling and um program things and recruiting and scholarships and all this stuff um and it's it, you know yeah it, it'd be weird without him here and you mm -hmm. it'd, be, it'd be weirder and more odd because i i just regularly talked to him as well over right. the phone for the last certainly the last 10 years but before that right i mean when i was a student here I met with him once a week at least uh in his office just talking about leadership and different things uh and so that's just continued on, you know, and I think it's the uniqueness that he is, uh, makes everybody feel like they're best friends and uh, that he's close with everybody and he's just a, a phenomenal connector and cares deeply about people. Um, and so I'm certainly feel very blessed to have these conversations with him and uh, um, make sure we steward the program in the right way uh, and make good decisions for the, the program as we move forward. Yeah. Well, how about the rest of your coaching staff? Uh, got Matt Pollock coming back and then the addition of Victoria Dennis as the uh, director of operations. Can you share yeah. a little bit about both of, of them and have you uh, selected them and, and you know, why? Yeah, so uh, Matt was has been here for the last uh, three years, played here, played internationally for seven years. Um, and he's a tremendous coach. He's positive, he's upbeat, he's uh, outgoing. He's been fantastic with recruiting and uh, I know he coaches uh, helps with some clubs in the area and um yeah he's just great he's great in the gym he's great with recruiting he's great uh with the university he knows it well um so been really blessed to have matt here i, I can't say enough high quality things about him just on again on the court off the court with us as a staff talking about big picture things um growth of the program as, as well as just uh teaching teaching blocking or passing or whatnot mm -hmm. uh so that's been awesome. Uh, fortunate to have him here. And then Victoria has been awesome. You know, I think uh, when, when I kind of like got into this, you have to make some decisions and um, decided to, to hire a director of ops for, for this season. And, uh, and Victoria has been huge addition. I think uh, her experiences as a beach volleyball player is a AVP and also playing some um, professional indoor. She's had to be very independent and uh, mm -hmm. um like a, a self-starter you know you gotta if you play avp you better figure out how to make a living and <laughs> also you know try to be good and uh at beach volleyball so she's been a huge uh help for our program 
um, doing a lot of different stuff for us. And um, yeah, so she's been awesome. Great presence, great personality. And then uh, at some point in time here, we'll hire a third, another uh, oh. assistant coach. So, okay. Uh, oh, I thought it was all complete. Awesome. That's why I went to the site. I'm like, oh, I guess you're done. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll hire one more. Um, I might try to convince Marv to help out a little bit, but um, we'll, we'll hire one more assistant coach uh, at some point here. Um, yeah. I think again, uh, in the same way with recruiting, the standard is high here it, mm -hmm. and it's not, Pepperdine is not for everybody. Uh, it's definitely, you know, uh, this, incredible mix of character and high standards uh on the court and so when it comes to coaching it's the same way and so we're being patient and uh we'll make sure we get the right person here yep well being that that i mean you actually had uh, answered this previously but i'm gonna ask the question just more forwardly and then i'll have you respond but it, regarding the culture it's like usually a coach comes in and says hey we're gonna establish a new culture but it sounds like you're just maintaining what has been established at Pepperdine. Is that correct? Yeah, it, it's so different. Like when I took over at uh, well, one with Washington with the beach volleyball, there was no culture from like a beach volleyball standpoint. So it was kind of like taking what we did with the indoor stuff and transitioning that into the beach game. And then when I went to Fresno, it was like, hey, let's change everything. And uh, so we changed everything from how we play volleyball to how we do team meals to how we talk to... Mm -hmm how we do team huddles, like the amount of things and the cultural things that you're kind of like trying to address and get in place. Um, and here it's been different than those two. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, and so for me, it's a lot of it is maybe just also leaning on what it was like when I was a player here. Um, mm -hmm. and those, those times were, were really good for me. It was a great, uh, time as an athlete and I got it was the best gym environment I'd ever played in. I think for me, one of the um, beliefs I have is that the coach's role is as, is as an environmental engineer. Like we need to <laughs> set the environment upon mm -hmm. which everybody lives in and plays volleyball in on the court, off the court. What is that environment like? And, uh, and so uh, definitely leaning on what it was like when I was a player here and we went to three, three final fours in four years and won the national championship. And, um, you know, the amount of success was, was immense. The training environment was intense, the, mm -hmm. uh, but the guys were close and it was light and fun and serious and kind of all these feelings at the same time that are often contradictory, but they, they, they were, they worked and yeah, at this great environment, uh, to train and to play every day. And, um, and so, yeah, I think for me, uh, continuing on in that culture and trying to tune it, tailor mm -hmm. it, just kind of keep tweaking it and keep finding more ways to to get better and to make sure it's where it's leading to this elite uh, performance. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, you know, last year, the Waves won their sixth MPSF tournament title and to remain a, a men's volleyball powerhouse. But what expectations as a coach will you have to maintain this Malibu mystique or the, the winning ways of the Waves? Uh, show up and be good every day. Uh, um, you know, yeah, again, I think the standard is the standard. It, it doesn't change. Uh, sometimes you're going to win the championship and sometimes you're not, but ultimately you're always trying to be at the highest level you possibly can be, be the best you can be. And, uh, um, you know, I, I've been on, on teams that, 
here that we didn't win the conference championship, but we did better in the NCAA tournament and, uh, and vice versa. So I, I think for us, it's always about maybe, maybe a, uh, a byproduct of the conference championship is, is, a uh, yeah, you have a good team, but certainly we're always looking at the national championship standards and, uh, uh, trying to be the best team in the country every year. And, um, and ultimately trying to be the best that we can, you know, things yeah. happen and, and you always are trying to make the most of, of what you've got and of your team and trying to get the most out of everybody. And, and hopefully that's good enough to be the best, um, the best team out there. Yeah. Well, you yourself have, have played for and or have been coached by Pepperdine's previous coaches. Um, is your coaching style similar or different from when you were with both Marv and Dave? Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, um, I of course played for Marv. Dave was the manager when I played here. Uh, mm -hmm. and then he was, the, and then I coached with him. We were, I think we were both assistants. Yeah. We right. were both assistant coaches here for two years with Marv. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know his style as well as I do Marv's, I guess, because mm -hmm. I played under Marv for four years. Um, I think with Marv, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit similar, but, mm -hmm. um, probably a little more hands-on at least like I'm like I, I was playing in practice yesterday. So, uh, <laughs> so that's a little different and I'm playing in practice tomorrow morning. So uh, yeah. So a little different in, in some ways, but um, yeah, not, not going to be too far off just cause I've, that's what I've seen uh, that's worked. Right. That was really helpful mm -hmm. for me. Um, I've played for coaches in France and in uh, Germany, different places that, uh, they were a little different. They were yellers, screamers, cussing, cussing me out and doing all that stuff and stomping their feet. And it didn't like make me better. I didn't yeah. you know, become a better player because they cussed me out and yelled at me. Like, and so, um, that's just my, my experience and, uh, how I interacted with that. And mm -hmm. so I think part of my, what I, what I believe in is that the players are happiest when they're getting better. So there's always an, a focus on improvement and on growth mm -hmm. and, um, and teaching the game and, and then creating an environment that's also really competitive and fun to be in. You know, you want to enjoy mm -hmm. what you do every day. We do a lot, do a lot of volleyball. The last thing I want is people just get burnt out and hate the sport, you know? And, uh, yeah. so it's important that we always kind of like keep, keep a balance, you know, is getting right. better and growing and, um, but making sure that we enjoy what we do on a day-to-day -day basis and even mix in pickleball from time to time for a little, <laughs> you know, side, side game. Yeah. Well, I mean, seeing how big everyone is on the court there, it's just not fair. <laughs> <laughs> kind of get hit by the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this question here, it's like, as far as like uh, becoming a head coach and I mean, in the program that Pepperdine is, you've got two coaches who got a total of five coach of the year awards. And does that create any additional, I guess, pressure or expectations of you in this position? Uh, I've never thought about a coach of the year award. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think that for me, it's about how do we help the team get as good as the team can get. And the focus for me is not on individual things <laughs> as a coach. Right. I've had uh, plenty of awards as a, as a player and I'm, I'm good on those. Uh, um, I think that the kind of what I went back to in the beginning was like this stewardship that the program is not mine. It's not my success. I think I'll honestly say it's different feeling for me than when I was at Washington or when I was at hmm. Fresno state, that I was a little bit more like, 
hey, I want to be good so that I can kind of keep moving in my career and like put this on my resume that like we won the national championship or the Pac-12 championship or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, but here it's different. And it's, I think that for me, I, I coach because I love this program so dearly and I care about it so much that um, I would gladly sacrifice myself for the success of this program. And um, I would gladly do whatever it takes uh, for this program. And it's not about what this program is going to give to me or what it's going to do for my career or my resume or my any award that I might receive because of it. It's a uh, it's simply about stewarding this program, uh, shepherding, guiding these guys and uh, helping these guys become as good as they can be both here and then to help them have long careers afterwards if they wanna go play professionally or on the national team, on the Olympics. Like those are things that we're trying to do every day. And that's what I would take mm -hmm. much more joy and satisfaction in is uh, to see those, uh, them achieving their dreams and then the program kind of achieving the, the dreams and the standard, not even the dreams, just the standards of the program. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, uh, now going into your first season, um, what do you feel will be your biggest challenge uh, year one? Passing. <laughs> uh, it's always probably always passing, but um, yeah, we graduated uh, to really good passers and one uh, one particular one guy spencer wickens that is a fantastic leader and uh um person he's helping with the women's at, at uh, nebraska now and getting his master's there but uh he'll be a great coach one day um or he's already a great coach and mm -hmm. um yeah so i, I think that's going to be a big challenge for us is to kind of figure out the the team we we have some amazing pieces david did a fantastic job recruiting um, we have some guys that are supremely skilled in their positions and really physical players. Um, they're really fun to work with. And I think that um, we're going to have to keep an open mind and, and keep allowing them to compete every day and uh, to get better. I think the guys are hungry to improve. There's quite a few guys that are going to have to play that didn't play last year. I think we graduated 10 guys from last wow. year, but we still returned <laughs> 20 some guys. Like, so uh, there's a, um, you know, yeah, and we have some good new players coming in. So it's, uh, yeah, I think the challenge for us is just, again, yeah, passing is always going to be one thing, uh, Mr. Being a passing piece, but we have some pretty physical guys. And so kind of um, figuring out the right lineup that allows us to play the game at the highest level um, mm -hmm. will, uh, yeah, be a challenge that, that'll get worked out, I think, as we go over these next couple months. Yeah. Well, as you prepare, I don't think you've had any fall competition yet, but um, are there any particular athletes that have caught your eye so far? Uh, and, yeah, in our, in our gym, yeah, we start, we just had the eight hour stuff. So um, four hours per week of, of volleyball activities right now. Uh, we start in not, not next week, but the week after, and we have a scrimmage against Long Beach and Santa Barbara and uh, Hawaii and BYU, I think. So um, mm -hmm. a few scrimmages and we'll do a little alumni scrimmage as well. And yeah, it'll be good to see uh, see the guys play a little bit more and uh, try out some different lineups and, and see how people respond, you know, when the lights come on. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know that lots of guys are, are competing well, playing well. It's been good to see some different people that um, I knew the, the key players last year, but some of these guys that didn't maybe practice as much or play as much in matches mm -hmm. uh, has been fun. Um, you know, I think everybody's very aware of 
you know, guys like Bryce Dvorak or Jalen Jasper, um, who have been big, big roles in the NCAA these last couple of years. Um, yeah. You know, Jacob Steele has been a, a big part of the team for the last few years. And, um, but there's some new players, some other players that are really good as well. There's uh, Joe Deluzio and is a guy that's a good player for us. And, um, you know, and we have some other guys, Cole Rasick and Brendan Reed, some good ball control, you know, volleyball players, really competitive mm-hmm. guys. And so our uh, libero last year was playing really well, Trey Cole. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm sad to see him keep evolving into his junior year. Most of our guys, we only have two seniors. And so uh, wow. quite a few uh, younger players, but maybe haven't played a ton yet, but still mm-hmm. have some experience. So kind of like, I think, hungry to get out there and show what they can do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're having to deal with some people with COVID years still. So it's like, who's coming back? Who's not? Who's, and then the whole portal thing is totally different from when you were playing. So (laughs) for sure, it's really different today. And even what other teams are going to look like, you don't really know like who's coming back for extra years and who's not. Mm -hmm. Well, with that, I mean, this may be an unfair question for you being that you're just coming back into the men's game, but Based on on what you've seen so far, who do you believe are some of the top teams to watch out for in the NCAA? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. You can say the waves. Yeah, the waves, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that's what's fun about one of the one of the things that's fun about men's volleyball is it keeps growing and the parity keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, and the there's so many good teams uh now. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I played, there was really yeah, there was a, there was a couple, right. Um, but it, it wasn't what it is today where you have, um, you know, teams from the Midwest or East coast that are competing at a high level and, um, the MPSF teams, the big West teams that that's a split has really impacted the game quite a bit. Uh, cause both these conferences used to be together, right. And you just beat, mm-hmm. up, you beat up on each other every week. So, <laughs> um, yeah, a little different, but certainly the, you know, Hawaii won it last year, of course, they're good. Lots of guys coming back and, um, and I know Long Beach has some, some good players and yeah, UCLA is always good. BYU is yep. always good. So yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> show up and play every day. Like everybody can play. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's, everybody's good that we're going to play against. Certainly uh, the schedule we've set for this upcoming year is going to be really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we believe that we've got a, a quality team and we want to be going up against the best. And so uh, yeah, we've got a tough schedule this year. I didn't go onto the site, but is it already set so I can direct people there if it is? <laughs> not yet, no, not public. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know Holy some have God. come out and I'm like, how, how are you guys able to do this? But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, now, in the same regard, uh, who are some of the top athletes to watch out for? Well, I mean, maybe like two or three would be great to, to list off that you know. I mean, you've only been in for a few months now. So, <laughs> yeah, it's the thing. Like, I think that with the portal and with international, a lot of international players these days and uh, injuries and all this stuff. Like, yeah, it, it seems like every year there's, there's some guys that are the same, but then there's always going to be some new guys that, that get in the mix. Um, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know the name and names, but uh, we got some good guys coming in. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you're talking about the uh, Big West and the MPSF guys. There's a time when there was a 12 teams playing in the MPSF, and I mean it was just a grueling schedule. But you know, your Pepperdine Waves team was, you know, there at the top during your career, which is pretty amazing considering how tough the competition was in that 12 team MPSF. Yeah, it was like it's gnarly. I mean, I think my 
my freshman year, we were 25 and two and uh, we lost one, no, we lost two games in the MPS in the MPSF. And uh, it was to the other top two teams in the country, you know, and um, yeah, I think my junior year, we were like some, somewhere around there as well, you know, 20 and, and one, something like that. It's just, yep. it's gnarly to be that, to play at a high level uh, all the time and the quality of teams on a Thursday and then a Friday and like <laughs> just five setters and um, yeah, pretty intense. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Like if you enjoy competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, the diehard volleyball fans like myself, like let's go five. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, what I've done is I've actually solicited some questions from volley talk and from uh, Instagram. So I'm going to just cherry pick some just to, to end our conversation here, but uh, one of them was uh, from Volley Talk. What can be done to get men's volleyball on TV more often, um, in your opinion? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. I think that's been people have been asking that for however long TV's been around. Uh, I think that part of it is just the that if we get the yeah, we'll see what happens with the the Big Ten uh, evolving. If men's volleyball gets going there, uh, the more the Pac-12 can can do it since they have the infra they have the infrastructure in there right now otherwise mm -hmm. a lot of the other schools have the uh live streaming and are doing a, a much better job i think with that where you can pull it up on an app uh or on your phone and that's yeah. also the way that i think most most things are going these days is you look at amazon prime now has nfl on thursday nights right mm -hmm. it's not about like traditional tv media um i know the mpsf has been working on some different things to get more live streaming uh, going and more accessible. And so yep. um, for me, that's what I would think is the best way forward is uh, to kind of like with the new technologies and being able to um, promote it well uh, through social media, through through different um, marketing campaign kind of stuff uh, yep. and to make it really accessible on people's phones, on an app, free, you know, pretty easy uh, access is gonna be yeah. important for us. It's not like in our day when it was a CSTV with Geeter and yeah. Dan making the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little, little different then. And yeah, the, the traditional media, we're not gonna, I think back in the day, it used to be on like CBS and uh, <laughs> a little different now. Yep. Well, the other question is, and I know this is probably from a Hawaii volleyball fan because the question was, what's your favorite place to play away games other than UH? <laughs> other than UH, yeah, yeah. Uh, away games I'm trying to think um you're a big provo fan weren't you <laughs> <laughs> smithfield house right <laughs> smithfield house they 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 get rowdy in there uh yeah i always liked it when it was a little more intimate and kind of uh uh yeah just a little more intimate and intense you know so <laughs> even like usc used to play in like the lion center center that's right yeah like north gym kind of thing like <laughs> There's 25 people in the gym and it was a sold out house. And, uh, <laughs> it was just kind of like, I think sometimes those environments are pretty fun. I remember some matches at Cal State Northridge with the, the Matt, Matadome. I think yep. it yeah, there you go. Look at you going through. <laughs> yeah, I was remembering all the old, old gyms, but yeah, I don't know. Now everybody wants to play in the big arenas, but nobody can fit 15,000 people at a men's volleyball game, 20,000 people at a men's volleyball game. So yeah. Well, you come down to Irvine. Hopefully, you have some family in Irvine still, right? No more family in Irvine. They all moved. Yeah. Oh from, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry from Irvana. Yeah. 
you don't play in the uh was it the crawford Center crawford court yeah crawford court there you go yeah no more crawford court do you still play there <laughs> no um, well i i mean it's been years but they will if there's another big event in there so yeah um, the brand center yeah well they've got court 21 which is a, a teraflex so we're, we're excited to have that out there we rolled it out last year and um just it just looks cool on tv yeah. <laughs> it's great so um wanted to go and end uh our discussion here but what is going to be happening uh competition wise are are they going to be open to the public are they at pep or because i it's i've been trying to get all the uh team schedules and figure out where people can be if they want to check it out or um and how many know. there are going to be yeah i'm not sure uh we're going to scrimmage uh play hawaii um here that's the only one i i know the other ones i'm not sure if they're open to the public or whatnot. And I'm sure everybody will post it a couple of weeks before it happens or something like that. So well, Hawaii should be coming up pretty quickly because I know they're making a visit here in our neck of the woods. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> like within the next two or three weeks. <laughs> yeah. No, we got a couple more weeks for that one. But yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, hey, John, it is an absolute pleasure to chat with you about your team and and congratulations on the position at Pepperdine. A, a great program at your me stewarding as you said so perfectly and it's uh, got great people all around you so uh does it makes total sense they would bring you in because you are definitely the model of the pepperdine waves uh definitely a, a child of uh really a student with great mentors there for sure grateful to be here that's for sure so all right john you. well thanks for coming on to college volleyball weekly looking forward to chatting with you during the season maybe even for them we'll see sounds good we're here in malibu all right